0: sober 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 sober
1: sober 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 Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real.
0: With your boy, Oso. And
1: your girl, Rocky.
0: What's good, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the show. To all our newcomers out there, welcome, welcome. Uh, we got a good one for y'all today.
1: Yes. And I'm also excited because today intentionally we are recording our full video podcast, yes. which will be available on our YouTube channel. Yes. So I will create a specific playlist for our full video podcast. So make sure you check that out and subscribe to our YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, we uh, we decided like it's time to put the full podcast on YouTube. It will help us um, with our watch time, with our mm. views overall. And I think it's it's really good. Like, I think a lot of people who enjoy the audio audio podcast yeah. would like to see the full thing. Um, you know, YouTube. we
1: animated this shit on cameras. So. Word. Like, you, 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 can audio, right?
0: yeah. <laughs> you can probably hear it. You can probably hear in our voices. But like, then combine that with the yes. fact that you can see me doing all my crazy hand gestures and whatnot. He
1: uses a lot. I got to watch post. out because I'm about you to know get. You know it. what I mean? <laughs>
0: I'll be out here. Uh, but yeah, you get to see all that, and mm-hmm. yeah, just I get I get like closer to us because you see uh, the audio individual. You get to experience us in a new way. So yeah. if you haven't already seen any of our clips or anything else mm-hmm. like that, definitely check us out on YouTube where the full video will be.
1: And we will still have our video clips as well because we do understand that not everybody's going to watch right. the full video.
0: No, we yeah. we we're gonna keep the bite sized stuff for yes. some of y'all who are like on the go and like man, mm-hmm. I just want to Yeah, <laughs> I, I just want to check in on them, you know. Mm-hmm. See what hey, they gotta we got a little you. bit. Yeah, we got you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but all right, are we ready to get into the show? Let's
0: do it. This is a good. This is a good. One. Rocky, right. tell them what what's, what's today's show about.
1: Today's show <laughs> is the challenges of polyamory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, of course, first and foremost, I want to uh, give you our previous episodes about this topic. So they will be available in the description below um, for our YouTube watchers. <laughs> uh, so check out our previous episodes, Polyamory, A New Way of Connecting, Polyamory Part 2, A Deeper Dive, as well as Two Therapists Answer Your Relationship Questions. Right. Well, actually, I think we have the full YouTube video because that was a short one. So I think we have so the, the full, full
0: video on the asking two therapists to answer your questions about polyamory um, mm-hmm. relationship questions. Yeah,
1: that video we have. That on video
0: is on YouTube, and, and I'll actually, probably
1: put that in the link uh, in the description below. As
0: well. Right, and that's actually gotten a lot of good responses. So um, oh,
1: you know, I put that in all my poly groups. Yeah. <laughs> so you.
0: Yeah. So I'm glad that. Um, People who are watching and listening, they were receptive to it, and Mm -hmm. they actually appreciated our input and our unique thoughts, because everybody's relationship is different, and ours um, can be a blueprint for other people. But again, it's more about having authentic, open conversations Mm -hmm. so that you can make the best decisions for your relationship, however that looks. Exactly.
1: Um, And then we are therapists as well, so we also bring that perspective.
0: All right, which which is helpful. Mm -hmm. I, I, I recognize that, so... You know, we, we're going to put more of our thoughts and opinions out there because they're grounded and rooted in our work mm-hmm. and our personalities and individual, you know, values. Yeah. But all that schooling, we're going to put it to work to help other people.
1: You know. Why not? <laughs> uh, I will also put in the description box below <laughs> uh, a video resource playlist that I created along my polyamorous journey, and it has, it, it's a lot of videos, so understand that polyamory is a journey and you will learn and grow throughout it. So take your time going through that video. Like I put it out okay. on one of the groups cause somebody was asking for resources or to learn mm-hmm. about polyam and, and he was like, Oh, that's a lot of videos. I'll watch a couple. And we were all like, uh, you're not going to get a whole gist just from a couple of videos. Like on this playlist, I have education, whether that's discussing what the hell polyamory is. I have <laughs> representation outside of a FMF um, triad dynamic, as well as black representation because it's very whitewashed in media right now. Very. So Placino. as well as people, people <laughs> being honest and authentic about the challenges. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode is because <laughs> when people, like, polyamory is is starting to become more mainstream. People are having these conversations. People are understanding that monogamy is no longer the default setting. However, because of what's being represented, again, whitewashed and FMF, uh, female, male, female, uh, mm. triads are being pushed in the media and no other representation is really being seen. That's what people are flocking to. Also because it's closer to monogamy as well as, you know, We live in a patriarchal system, so that's more acceptable to a man and two women. So people are, are flocking to it because it's the freedom. It's like, oh, I can do what I want. But they don't understand the amount of work <laughs> that comes in with embracing this. And that's why I wanted to do this episode because I'm like, one, you dating multiple people is one journey. You experiencing the emotions of your partner dating multiple people are an entirely different journey okay those two separate journeys yeah and yeah we got we gotta talk about it okay
0: so let's let's get into it
1: yes let's do it all right so the first oh we're still gonna do uh the two sides of the same coin we don't have our either or segment today um but we're still gonna go back and forth as far as perspectives um, so again, we're gonna flip a coin. Whoever wins answers the question first.
0: Which one is heads?
1: <laughs> the 100 Costa Rican uh, currency is gonna be tails for today.
0: Okay, it's... so 100 is tails. <laughs> yes. And then whatever this is gonna be. Again,
1: heads. we we international out here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, you wanna call it?
1: Tails. Tails.
0: tails okay. Tails, got it. Hey, you get to go first.
1: Okay. Oh shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Ain't so happy now. <laughs> Ugh, all right. First well, question is
1: what? <laughs> <Got to laughs> me- mentally Mentally, emotionally, prepare myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I really want to hear your perspective, though. I'ma pass it. I oh, want to hear yours. It. I want to hear yours. I don't want, like, I I don't want you to. Share your perspective after hearing mine. Like, I want to hear yours first without being clouded by mine. Because, yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, my perspective is going to be mine regardless. I know. I don't, I don't think it would have been, but I'll go first. no matter me. Okay. You know, I, I'm down to have any concept. So,
1: the first question is, how is your experience in a triad dynamic, and would you be in one again? Okay. So first, do we need to set up what yeah, happened? Yeah, we need to <laughs>
0: set that up and then define a couple of things so that everybody is clear about what yes. the triad looks like, that's, what that actually that's is. That's true. And then I can answer my question. <laughs> okay,
1: all right, all right. So I'll repeat the question once I do all that. All right, cool. All right, all right. Okay, so a triad is a relationship with three people where they are all in relationship with each other. Now, contrary to popular belief, it's not always a couple with a bisexual, a heterosexual couple with a bisexual woman coming in. Okay. It's not always that case.
0: Although that is common.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Even though triads are actually not the majority of polyamorous relationships. Okay. Let's, let's address that again. It's what the media is pushing, but that is not, that's a minority within the polyamory community. Um, But yeah, so it's, it's three people in relationship together. So that's four different relationships. That's A plus B as one relationship. That's B plus C as another relationship. That's A plus C as another relationship and A plus B plus C as another relationship. That's four different relationships between three people. Okay. Also understand that. So that's what a triad is. And it can look all different gender identity. It does is not limited to there it can be three men in a triad together, be three women in a triad together, a woman and two men in a triad together. It is not just the men and two women triad, okay? I would also say a V or a hinge is something different. And that, if you've ever seen the movie Savages, is what that would be. So it was the two men weren't in a relationship together, but they both were in a relationship with um, Blake woman. Lively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would be a V. That's not a triad. Okay? All right. So that, d- defined down. Okay. Okay. All right. So what was our experience? All right. So I was, you know actually picking up food for us. (laughs) I was. Uh, So I was at the bus stop and Hmm. I met a woman. Uh, She approached me.
0: Very beautiful woman.
1: Yes. Uh, She was (laughs) queer. We discussed that on the bus ride back. And uh, yeah, she just moved to Oakland. So we had been like, I, I think my money, I wasn't licensed yet. So my money was funny. I couldn't really hang out and stuff. So the first time I ended up hanging out with her, she came over to our house. Um, And at first, like her and I were just in my room. We were just talking and I didn't know when I'm dating or experiencing women, I don't know if it's going to be a friend, if it's going to be dating. I don't know what it's going to be. So I'm just open to what the connection looks like. Mm -hmm. Right. So then I asked her if she wanted to smoke and I asked her if it was okay if. We were together at that time. My partner um, wanted to smoke, I think, on the bus I said I was polyamorous. I can't remember, but I did bring that up early. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, this was about a year after our relationship and we had embraced uh, ethical non-monogamy. Um, but yeah, so we went to outside in our backyard to smoke with Oso and i saw them connecting really well together mm-hmm. like it was it was immediate it was genuine i saw them really connecting really well so i was actually going to step back and i was like oh, okay you got it you know um, like it's cool like put me do, in, coach if we do queer <laughs> you know events and stuff together but like okay that's that's on you but then you were like she's really attracted to you and i was like wait what <laughs> mm-hmm. I totally missed that because I was aware of your connection with her. So I was like, I didn't even peep that. So then I think you hung out with her individually after that. And that's when some, some, some stuff, some all touching right. and stuff happened between you all. So I was like, okay, that right. connection was a valid assumption. Like I saw it. They connected well. Yeah. Well, so we thought. So so that happened, right? And then I hung out with her individually. I went over her house. I think you went over her house individually. Mm -hmm. And after she was over our house and we all hung out. And then I went over her house and I unknowingly had queer sex, but that's because I had a limited definition of what queer sex was. So obviously shit was good sexually (laughs) and attractive to each other and all that stuff. So then we were like, oh shit, guess we're in this triad. And we were just talking about what if we found someone where it was authentic and genuine and, and she was like actually attracted to both of us, mm-hmm. connecting with both of us. What if we find someone? And then lo and behold, here we found someone. So we were like, oh shit, it's a triad. Um, <laughs> so I think that's all the setup I'm going to say for now. Okay. Okay. We can revisit what actually happened in the end, later. Okay. All right, so repeating the question. How was your experience in a triad dynamic? Would you be in one again?
0: All right, so my experience was overall good. The only difficulties were time and managing that between two people who I'm interested in. Because what tends to happen in, at least in, in my scenario, in, in the case of the triad experience that I was in, it was like, I want to spend time with one partner, but if the other partner, so I'm going to just use, uh, yeah. use you because this is the example. So if I want to <laughs> spend time with uh, Rocky, mm-hmm. but then she is spending time with the other partner, partner that we have in our triad then that means i get to spend time with neither of them Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where the thing comes into conflict with uh the natural flow of the access accessibility to your partners um when you want to connect with them because they might be having their own uh separate connection within their dynamic so the bc Mm -hmm. uh giving your example um from early in the podcast mm-hmm. so they might be doing that and then i i don't get to spend time with no one so that was where i think the conflict kind of arose within our dynamic mm-hmm. in the triad as we were experimenting it's just navigating that time when you don't have access to either of the people who you're connected to romantically so it's pretty difficult um and you kind of like depending on how well adjusted you are to your feelings you might feel some type of way about that uh you might get jealous all those other things so we we we'll probably talk about that a little bit more no later you there. can
1: go ahead we're not really talking about it
0: oh, okay yeah so I, for
1: <laughs> didn't bring that up actually nah.
0: <laughs> so for me i wasn't when they like get jealous of of y'all spending time together it was more like I would want to spend time with the other person Uh and i just didn't have access to so Mm -hmm. it didn't come from a place of well i wanted to do that too or something else like that It was more like i just wanted to spend time and i just couldn't do that because the person occupying that time is also my partner (laughs) so that was the difficult part for me Mm -hmm. um but to the latter part of the question would i do it again i honestly would i just think it would have to be navigated in a different way I think that maybe scheduling would have to be in place where we understand what times we do spend time together Um, because I am someone who likes their own space. So it's not that I would need like OD amount of time to spend with that person. It's more so that I would have to know when I do want to spend time with them, especially if it's something like, you know, If you've listened to the podcast, you know I have a high sex drive. (laughs) So if I want to have sex or connect in a physical, intimate way with one of my partners and they are doing that on their own, it's going to be more difficult for me because I'll feel like I'm missing out. The FOMO aspect of it Mm -hmm. would come into play. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's different, though. I think there's a difference between the FOMO, fear of missing out, and jealousy i i think those are two different yeah I'd
1: say so.
0: you know mm-hmm. concepts when it comes to your emotions when you're dealing with more than one person mm-hmm. um, so i don't think i ever really felt jealousy but i did feel like damn i'm missing out you know mm. but another reason why i would like a triad situation is because i do like the idea of um three people connecting like i, I like the idea of uh having another partner who is connected with the partner who i'm already with with you basically Mm -hmm. Um, i like that idea and overall it's more so about accessibility so that's really the biggest hiccup for me when it comes to triads is accessibility to each partner involved Mm -hmm. and navigating that but other than that i love the idea of two people who i adore or am romantically involved with also liking and adoring and appreciating each other and then us building upon that i think that that would be great uh it's just difficult navigating all that. so those are my thoughts like it's nothing nothing negative really to say about it it's just just takes a lot of organization
1: Mm. yeah okay what about you so yes to the time being an issue now mind you we each want an individual time with this person so for her that means two days out of the week she's spending it with someone romantically or sexually Mm -hmm. and she ended up not having the capacity for that and i also understand it in the aspect of like she started dating two people at once like that's a lot Mm -hmm. um so, time was definitely an issue. I think I was getting jealous over dun, dun, dun. if she only had the capacity for like one date a week, mm-hmm. it going to you. Because, and, and that was. Was that
0: agreed upon?
1: No, but oh, that's okay. what ended up happening. And it was because you I mean, all had I don't a know
0: how long it was going on. For. It wasn't. That's what I'm about to say. It wasn't. <laughs> how <laughs> but, long it was going on for that long for us to figure it out.
1: But that's that's what I noticed when it it did get down to once a week, and it was because you all had a better connection, like mm-hmm. overall. Um, so I would get jealous of that. Um, you wanted to have group conversations about all of just. The
0: intricacies,
1: intricacies. intricacies, there we go. <laughs> Couldn't say that word today. Got you. But so I, you I get tongue tied all the time.
0: Don't worry about
1: um, it. But yeah, you wanted to have group conversations just about the dynamics. We created a group chat and mm-hmm. there was a couple issues with that. One, we didn't tell her in advance what we wanted to talk about. So we knew what we wanted to talk about when we have these group conversations, but she didn't until she was there. And then she is like you and she needs more time to process and internally process. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't able to answer right then and there, Mm -hmm. but that we were making decisions right then and there anyway. And then I also felt like that was, for some reason, I felt, and again, felt doesn't necessarily mean it's true, but I felt like that was impeding on my connection with her for some reason. I don't really know why, but I know I felt that in that moment.
0: Wait, what was impeding?
1: The group conversations.
0: Yeah, I don't know. How.
1: I don't I don't really remember how, <laughs> but I knew I felt that, that during. Um, what was another thing I wanted to say? Um, I also, oh, that's why I didn't like being in groups with you because you all would connect and then you wouldn't connect with me because new relationship energy is a thing and mm-hmm. this is something that we have discussed yes um about like if you are with enough if you're with both of your partners making sure that you're showing equal attention, affection and stuff like that because I did feel a lot of it wasn't even a fear it was like I could see it in front of me. That you were not connecting with me. You were connecting more so with her. Mm -hmm. She was connecting more so with you. So then I felt like a third wheel. Mm. To the point, I was like, I'm not hanging out with all of you. That's why I felt like it was impeding on my connection with her. Because it was like, I'm not building a connection with her when we're all together. Gotcha. So, and then like... I didn't necessarily need us to connect, but because you were only showing attention to her and then she was showing attention to you, it was just like, why am I here? I don't have to be here. So yeah, that's what was happening. Um, yeah. So to that point, no, I do not want to experience a try it again. Um, one, I don't ever want to experience that again, like feeling a third wheel when I'm in a relationship with a person. No, and again, we've talked about that. You said you're trying to learn how to you know, show equal attention and affection.
0: So, all right, let me ask you this. Do you think it's realistic to actually do that? Do you think it's possible to show equal attention to the partner who you're with while fostering a new connection? Or is it just natural, like, like we were talking about, where it's like new relationship energy that like... Because I'm of the thought, of the latter, like, of you need a space and time to allow a new relationship to foster to see if it's even worse. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. You know, cause
0: there's every, every relationship, let me get into the mic, hold up. <clears throat> every relationship has a honeymoon mm-hmm. slash introduction mm-hmm. infatuation phase.
1: of them hormones be yeah,
0: oh, everybody, everybody know what it is at this point. <laughs> we all know that's common knowledge, right? When it comes to relationships and connections. Mm-hmm. After that, I think, is when you reach a, a, a stage of whether or not this can be long-term or long-lasting um, when it comes to your connection and partnership. So mm-hmm. Some connections fizzle out real quick because it's like, oh, well, I'm no longer attracted. Mm-hmm. And then some commitments um, or potential commitments fizzle out because it's like, oh, this is not the right time or place. Mm-hmm. So it's like,
2: mm-hmm,
0: I think you need the space in order to work through that. And navigate that before truly understanding the the not that the dynamics of a full triad, because otherwise, yeah, you are like kind of putting your energy in between people, and you're not like fully fostering the new relationship energy slash honeymoon phase. And it's like if you're robbed from that, you're kind of like. I don't know, like if you... It's almost like dating somebody for the first time. Mm -hmm. You have all this energy, this new relationship energy, and then it gets cut off. (laughs) And then you can only do it... You only see that person like once or... or Maybe like twice out of like the month or something like that. That relationship energy, that potential Mm -hmm. relationship energy will probably fizzle off just because of the lack of time being invested within it. So do you think there's a way to truly divide that up when you're having somebody new in that space because I think stability within a long term relationship is what allows you to have the freedom to explore somebody else's connection and invest in them.
1: But people also aren't in long term relationships people are single and dating multiple people and beginning multiple relationships Mm -hmm. at the same time there are different experiences within the polyam community Mm -hmm. um Okay. Yes, I still think it's possible. Okay. Um you just have to be intentional about it and you have to be aware and consider the feelings of your partners. Um like just because it's new relationship energy isn't an excuse to not also consider your the partner you have. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm especially if your new relationship is impacting them. So to that point, how would you say I handled when I was dating the first woman and she came over and we were (laughs) over there and we were all together. And that was the first time you met her. I think the first woman I dated.
0: Mm -hmm. That's different. Like for me, I, so, that's two different scenarios. One, like, that's somebody you're dating solo. Okay, yes. So, that's already from the jump, that's totally different. mm mm-hmm. um, And then, I'm allowing you with, like, a blessing of, like, I want you to connect with that person. Okay. So, it's not like I'm fighting for your energy because i see like a new relationship energy and i'm like oh i need that it's like for me it's different it's like oh a new relationship energy for you mm-hmm. go like you know
1: but i'm saying like when it was all three of us
0: that was only in one time
1: like, i know but how did you feel in that moment
0: i felt like
1: as far as like me showing attention to both of you
0: well i think it's different like my personality was like i'm showing attention to her because I'm trying to like make sure that she's comfortable with me as your partner. You see what I'm saying? That's different than...
2: Wait, what?
0: I'm trying to make sure she feels comfortable as... So she knows that I'm cool as your partner. Because that's already established.
1: Oh, with the... Okay.
0: That's different than you connecting strongly with somebody that you met on the bus... And Mm -hmm. you thinking, oh, where where can this go? And then me connecting with her naturally Mm -hmm. and then you feeling left out. You see how, like, that's different? Like, it's it's just different scenarios.
1: I'm not talking about that. I'm specifically talking about a person showing attention to two partners Mm -hmm. while they're all together. So, with the first woman I was dating, I was in the middle. You both were on the side. Yeah. How did I do as far as showing attention to both of you and I didn't even
0: notice it That's what I'm saying like I wasn't like a thing where I even picked up on like you trying to well, do I it.
1: was very intentional about it about making sure that I wasn't solely like focusing on one or the other.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: was trying to make sure that I like addressed both of you
0: Mhm I didn't notice it. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, my goal was to make sure that she felt comfortable with me as well. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, in contrast with the other woman, Mm -hmm. your goal was to connect with her, and then you're just seeing us connect. It wasn't like you were trying to, like... You weren't, in that scenario, being intentional, being like, well, this is him, and this is... Like, you know what I mean? You weren't, like, dividing your attention up intentionally in that scenario. So it's different.
1: Well, yes. But it was also because... Neither of you was receiving it. So, like, if I would try to address you or her, y'all were focused on each other, so there wasn't... You all weren't looking at me to receive energy.
0: Well, that's what I mean. It's, like, it's going to be different depending on the person, no matter what. So, Mm -hmm. in the scenario where we're sitting on the couch Mm -hmm. with her, if this woman... I don't want to say her name. (laughs) No, was
1: getting complicated, (laughs) y'all.
0: So, if this woman who you're dating... Mm -hmm naturally connects with me it would be on her to intentionally not do that you see what i'm saying like it's it's on three people if one person naturally connects with someone else more than the other Mm -hmm. then it's on that person to try to divide that attention it's not on the person who's connecting already on the other side to try to to divide that attention because you're just in the scenario you don't even know like you don't even know what's happening so that's what I mean. Like, if you're aware of it, it can work out where you're dividing the attention. But so, you have to be intentional about that from so the jump. So
1: who should have been intentional when it was in the triad dynamic, when we were all together?
0: Well, that's what we were trying to figure out.
1: So, yeah, that's that's my question. What
0: do you mean? Who?
1: Yeah, you're saying
0: it's, Everyone has to do that if you're going to try to be equal triad. about it. Yeah. and that's like literally why we were like trying to figure it out and it didn't work out
1: and then also when i brought all this up i'm like hey i don't like being with you but i don't like being all three of us (laughs) because this is happening they both denied that it was happening and used well this is new and and i was like no i'm clearly seeing you all have more of a connection and it's showing up when it's all three of us so yeah that being said, again, triads are very rare because goes, they're not that equal. Like, it, yeah, this that, stuff that goes comes back up. To what we
0: were talking about before where it's like, is it possible to foster the new relationship energy while still dividing up that? St- so yes. But this is my point. It's like, <laughs> I was intentional, like, so with the girl who's sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. I was intentional about wanting to make a good impression, but my, my boundary was like, already I want you two to to connect I was coming in as your partner who's supporting this mm-hmm. potential relationship mm-hmm. versus the other girl mm-hmm. was like everybody's just open for whatever happens so we're letting it be open mm-hmm. so that's what I mean like it's it's totally different scenarios which is why I don't I don't think it's impossible but I think you do have to allow if there's a connection to foster that
1: so that being said, I don't want to do a try it ever. Again. <laughs> All right. Um I also would say outside of the just group dynamics, um I have a lot of relationship energy to expend that also doesn't have the capacity to receive. Mm-hmm. So him dating the same person that I'm dating takes away from that. So like I just need my I need my own mm-hmm. partner. Like I just because I have a lot to give. And it shows up like, yeah, when I'm when I'm dating, like I talk every day throughout the day. I would prefer to have a date with them twice a week. Like, yeah. So now what was interesting with the first woman I dated, um, she was dating other two other women. Um, but that was still at that time at that time. yeah. Yeah. That we were dating, but I still like expended a lot of romantic energy towards her. Um, so yeah, it's just, I don't wanna have to fight for attention from you. Like, I just, if I'm gonna deal with that, I'm gonna deal with that, with other people I have no relationship with, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, I just, I don't. She want
0: me to herself, low-key, but not really.
1: No, it's more so I want my other partner to myself. Like, I just, yeah. But yeah, I also don't want to deal with that group dynamics. Cause the fact that you're saying, "Hey, it may not be equal," and I'm saying, "Hey, I don't want to experience that," and Mm -hmm. I want you to be intentional. And you're saying, "Hey, that may not happen." It's like, nah, I'm not even putting myself in that position.
0: I get that. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it could work for me because
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I don't have that problem. Well, then you and
1: two other women. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah.
0: I know, like, for me, it would work because of like my personality. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't have the same, like you were saying, the same need to uh, just spend that much time with uh, mm-hmm. anyone, <laughs> uh, much less like a romantic partner. When it comes to us getting to know each other like that, um, but for you, you you would need that. Mm-hmm. So you would need like the constant connection that we already have right now to maintain at the level that it is right now, on top of another relationship. Versus me, I can maintain this level of relationship and contact and it adds somebody in new and spend more time with them mm-hmm. because even for our dynamic right now we have a limit on how much time we spend together because it's intentional because i just need space
1: mm-hmm. um so that being said mm-hmm. leading to the next question of why do we date separately
0: okay i think that answered it <laughs> right
1: <laughs> um so dating separately is a lot more common within the Polyam community. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, think about it in the context of how hard it is fine to to find one person that you get along with, compatible, connection, all that stuff, than to find two people that not only you found two people, but now they're also connecting with each other in a way that there's connection, there's compatibility, all that. Like, that's just a lot, okay? so It can
0: happen, but it's rare and it takes a lot of navigation. Yeah. You know?
1: So um, check out Trifecta Love, they uh, their YouTube channel. Stop doing pranks. I yeah, <laughs> I love them. I've been following them since I've been on my polyam journey. Uh, they just got engaged to their fiance. I'm so happy for them. Um, so yeah, I yeah, they're I, dope. Yeah, but check them out. Pranks. That their <laughs> love seems very authentic, very genuine, all all the way around, mm-hmm. um, all between all of them. So. That's definitely an example of it being possible, yeah. but that is not the standard. <laughs> okay, um, it's, it's difficult.
0: Like I yeah. said, there's and then that's for people who don't get jealous, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a whole thing. There are a lot of emotions that come into it, time, all that.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I want to experience uh, my own partner and not have to just. Because w- that triad experience was also impacting our relationship, mm-hmm. um, and it's just I'd just rather not. <laughs> like I just rather not. Um,
0: All right, um, let's take a pause because I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll be gonna right take back. Take a y'all.
1: break. We got more juicy questions. You
0: know what I mean? We're gonna spice it right back on up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
0: peace for now. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Okay, welcome back.
0: What's up, y'all? We back.
1: <laughs> All right, so let's get started with the next question. Do we you have that coin?
0: Oh yeah, of okay. course I do.
1: <laughs> All right. So, oh, you wanna call it first? <laughs> uh
0: I'm going with heads. Tails. <laughs> Every time.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So the next question is Do you experience compersion when your partner dates other people? Is there anything that would keep you from feeling as compersive? So first, let me break down conversion. So conversion <laughs> is... Shut up. <laughs> I saw that look. <laughs> conversion is and you a... You can see it
0: too. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> conversion is a concept within polyamory, but definitely extends outside of polyamory. Mm-hmm. And it basically means joy for another's joy. So it made sense to me in the context of like, when you see a child just having so much fun, but you're not doing anything with them, you're just witnessing their joy, and that just brings joy to your heart, mm-hmm. that's what it is, but in a relationship context. So finding joy from your partner, being able to experience other connections. Right. Um, and people within the community say, that's how you get through jealousy. Cause you do have to grow through jealousy. Jealousy is usually rooted in insecurities. Um, and reminding yourself that you want to be happy for your partner can be a way to work through that. However, you can also be com- compulsive and jealous at the same time. That also does exist. Um, and you can also not necessarily feel joy, but just feel neutral. Like I'm glad you're out you know, making your connections and you're free to do Mm -hmm. that. But I'm not like jumping for joy about about it. Okay. So, (laughs) so when I first started on my polyamory journey, uh, I definitely looked up a lot about compersion as far as how to combat the jealousy. And the way that I tried to go about feeling it was through being your friend and hearing about your connections and that did not work for me. <laughs> it only made my anxiety go up. So I realized through Avita la, vo- la Voca, Lovoka, La Loca? I don't know, Sawyers. <laughs> um, I don't know what
0: she's referring to. <laughs> I want
1: to quote her right. She is a, uh, a non-monogamy coach, and she's a polyam like, okay. advocate. Uh, she has... Um, she has a Facebook page that I follow, but she does a lot of things. Like, I think she just put on an event, um, and she's, I think, in a short film. Like, she's she's been working. Um, Evita La Vida Loca Sawyers. Or La Vida Loca Sawyers is her uh, Facebook page. Mm. Um, so yeah, so she's been very helpful for me in my polyam uh, growth journey and she basically normalized the fact that we don't have to feel compersion if that's not naturally coming to us. That neutrality is also okay. And that's and that's was really helpful cuz I was like really beating myself up because like especially as a newbie, they say like this means like you're a good polyamorous person if you're feeling compersion and it was, it just was not coming. So I was like am I doing this wrong? Like, you know, and and then and huh, don't dare mention that to a monogamous person because then they will just take away all of your poly- polyamorous identity. Well, I guess you're not polyamorous then. And it's like, the fuck? Just because I'm not feeling joy doesn't mean I don't like dating multiple people. You know, mm. like again, two different fucking things. But um, but yeah, so it, it was definitely a journey for me to understand that I don't naturally experience compersion. Um, again, in that way, in regarding to romantic relationships, um, is there anything that would keep me from feeling as compersive? Um, I don't, I don't know. It's, I am more happy if I don't know details, like I can be more happy for you Mm -hmm. with your connections. If I just, I, I just don't know like specific details about that connection. Um, cause the more I know then my anxiety is going up. So then I'm focusing more on trying to manage my anxiety versus focusing on your happiness. So I can more so focus on your happiness when I don't know the details. So, yeah. Um, okay. Alright so repeating it back Do you experience compersion when your partner dates other people Is there anything that would keep you from feeling As compersive
0: uh, I absolutely do uh, When you're dating women When you're dating Maybe. men I would absolutely not So that would be it Explain more elaborate Nope that's it <laughs> Don't be dating no man. <laughs> I joke I joke I kid I kid <laughs>
1: Did y'all see that on a video? <laughs> I saw that face. All
0: right. Um. So, yeah, I'm very happy when you're dating other women. It mm-hmm. goes back to the example of the woman we was talking about on the couch,
1: mm-hmm. where
0: it was like, yeah, I was trying to play the role of you good.
1: <laughs> Sorry, my contact around my eye.
0: Okay. Oh, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> just checking.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I came in with the perspective of like I want to make sure that a potential woman that you're dating. Mm-hmm. Understands that the man that you're with isn't on some uh, jealousy, hateful, spiteful shit. Because there are examples Mm -hmm. of bisexual women who have partners that met male partners. Mm -hmm. And when they try to, you know, explore their actual bisexuality when it comes to the dating marketplace, Mm -hmm. they often get shamed or the guy might feel some type of way because he's emasculated because he doesn't... I don't don't even fucking know Uh, because I don't have those feelings, but...
1: Check out our last episode, How to Date a Bisexual Woman.
0: Yes, please do.
1: Link in the description below.
0: Because we went into depth about that. Uh, And we'll we'll probably revisit that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, maybe the guy just feels some type of way because he thinks, oh, I should be the only person that you, uh, you want or desire sexually or whatever else that might be. Whatever the case might be. Um, Some insecurities might pop up. So I'm going into it wanting whoever you're dating to feel comfortable about the fact that you have a, a male partner and that he's actually supportive of your connection with that new person. So I am always coming from that perspective. And then also, I like seeing you finally embrace your sexuality and this part of yourself that's been kind of denied for a while. Uh, 26 years. Yeah. So I, I actually do find a lot of joy in that. There's no discomfort for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a disgust or uh, dislike factor either. Like, I like seeing two women. I like seeing women woman who I'm already attracted to with another attractive woman. That's not going to be a problem for me. <laughs> um, so... In regards to you interacting with someone of the same sex, mm-hmm. and y'all, you know, exploring that relationship, compersion, all day. Like I got good vibes for everybody in that situation. Now, I'm take some sip of water for this one. Shit. Ah, when it comes to other things. <laughs> What comes out of the next What comes to the fellas? I don't really know. Uh or maybe you have the same like basic mindset that you have overall when it comes to me dating anyone. Like I don't wanna hear well, about you're
1: it. you're also only dating women, so
0: Yeah. So You're also only dating women,
1: right? <laughs> I know, but you said when it you co- say yes. when it comes to me dating anyone, and I'm like, well, you're only dating women, so yeah. so know what the problem is. <laughs> Just like you're having issues with me dating men. It's... Yeah, but you don't date men, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, continue.
0: Woo! All right, y'all. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, <laughs> when it comes to dating men, I think I I, I do take the same approach. Like I I'm. I'm not a person who's restrictive, and I I signed up for this poly life knowing that I don't want to be the person who creates a double standard within our dynamic where it's like I can do whatever I want, see whoever I want, date whoever I want, interact with whomever, whomever I want. And then you're just like, you just have to witness that while you are restricted by my insecurities and not allowing you to do the same or similar.
1: And that's why polygyny is not for me.
0: Yeah um so those are my thoughts i also don't want to hear about it though like i don't i don't like the thought of that i don't like the any of the emotions associated with you talking to another guy but if it's something that you want to do and it makes you happy i'm also not a person who's going to restrict you to that but i have warned about the effects that will have on our connection Mm -hmm. so although i'm not saying that you can't do anything I am saying that it will affect our connection just like how I'm saying I'm not saying that you have to live in Oakland you know what I mean but if you were to I got a new job in Atlanta I'm going there I'm like I'll be like damn that's good for you I can't stop you but just know that that might affect our connections to the point where things won't be the same and it has consequences to us potentially not being together because of that Mm -hmm. so it's it's like yeah, I I am that person who's like yo, live your life, understand the consequences would come with living that that mm-hmm. life, just like how I do, mm-hmm. you know. So that that's my my take on it.
1: What did you think about the guy that I dated very briefly? Um, it was around the time that I dated the first woman. He lived in the Bahamas.
0: I didn't consider that dating.
1: I mean, it's long distance, so, you know, there's already questions on that. But, like, I was talking to him consistently. Like, we would have video chats and stuff.
0: Do I see or hear about any of these things?
1: I think I would talk to him about him because he was polyamorous. He had two girlfriends already. Shout out to him because that's capacity. (laughs) Because he was talking to me and had two whole-ass girlfriends. (laughs) Woo. I would...
0: I'm not even gonna say. It. I wonder how those relationships are going. <laughs> I, have yeah. Atlanta,
1: so yeah. I have no idea. He moved to Atlanta, so I have no idea. What I'm saying? Uh,
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, he's a good I, guy, though. He's a good guy. I'm,
1: he opened my eyes a lot about polyamory, especially as a man.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy. I don't mean that. in right down. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I I didn't want to hear or like. Yeah, I. Ain't, it wasn't the same. There was no like no details and nothing else like that.
2: Mm.
0: And then also, there's no physical part for men, for fellas. We all know this. Um, like, for the most part, in general, obviously, there are exceptions, but let's stop acting like this isn't the case for a lot of people. Women, when it comes to emotionality, when it comes to relationships and connection, that's what's paramount when it comes to why they might feel some type of way about uh, another partner. When it comes to men, on the flip side, it's more physical. So, if you're sleeping with doing sexual things with another man, I'm more likely to feel some type of way than if you're talking to somebody about your emotions and other things because those aren't necessarily, biologically speaking, the things I'm concerned about. (laughs) There's no threat from a primal, we're talking just primal, Mm -hmm. not necessarily fleshed out through logic, Mm -hmm. from a primal sense of like, oh, well this man is talking to my woman, so that's cool. But if this man is fucking my woman, then that that means my seed won't get, you know, from a biological primal sense. Like, Mm -hmm. then that means my child won't be the one that actually gets born. It might be his child. That's just where that comes from. Mm -hmm. And knowing the origins of that is why I don't want to hear about those things. Because, again, you can do you, but I don't want to hear about that because I know that's going to trigger that part of me that's just innate and I have no control over
1: him. And I think, nah, for me, I don't want to hear about any of it. Sex w- with you and other mm-hmm. women um, or emotions really either. Um, I've gotten used to you showing affection in front of me thanks to our friend and roommate. Um, we'll see about when you have a romantic partner because mm-hmm. that's different, but she's helped normalize that for me. Um, but at first, with the woman we were in a triad with, that was uncomfortable too, when you would be showing affection to her in front of me. Um, so yeah, challenges be hard in these streets. Yeah. All right, next question.
0: All right. You calling it? Some of you.
1: Uh, heads.
0: Flip that one with time. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: almost hit yourself in the face. It's, Damn, I'm getting it today. Yeah, you
0: you're killing it.
1: Ah, you won it last time. All right. How transparent in communication are you or are we? So that's one of the things hmm. that is stressed within polyamory is open, honest, transparent communication. This does not work if there is not open, honest, transparent communication. However, you all get to decide the levels to this shit. So um, the, the, the lack of details was just a recent realization for me, and that's when I expressed that to you. So we did have to revisit what our communication looked like. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: before that, it was uh, let me know when you're talking to someone, like you're building a connection with someone. Um, let me go know when you're going out on dates, when you're staying over, when she's coming over. Um, and then it was also like, those were like things I need to know. And I think that hasn't necessarily changed except for, let me know when you're connecting with someone. Now it's just like, just let me know when you're going out and if she's coming over. Um, Mm. and if you're staying the night, like those things have changed, (laughs) but I don't really need to know about her anymore. (laughs) Um, because that's that's details like unless I'm going to meet her like I don't really need to know the details about her honestly we'll see if she sticks around long enough for me to learn the details that's also where we're at but um
0: now everybody makes the cut yeah
1: but mm-hmm. it's a tight uh, squad out here yes yeah, so I don't I think that's how our transparent communication has changed I would also say what was I gonna say um we were just a lot more open before. Like, you would show me when you're on the dating apps and, like, the conversations mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, or show me their pictures. Like, you were just a lot more open. And I allowed you to be. We, we had that. Yeah,
0: that's only um, why I did. Yeah, you yeah. You said it you was cool.
1: Because, again, I was trying to show up in the friend role in, in that way. Um, now, I can speak that. I never said
0: any of that. I already said from the jump, I don't with hear men. shit. With men. I don't want nope. With men. I don't even like it.
1: <laughs> so, um, but I can still show up in the friend role. As far as like, if we're out and about and you want to approach someone, or if you're flirting with someone, it's when that connection gets deeper than that. When it's like I no longer can be in that role for you in that way.
0: So, hold on. Let me understand it. So when things are, when I'm first getting to know a woman, you're cool with knowing that. But when things get deeper, you want to know less?
1: It's not even. Uh,
0: so when she it, gets it, past it, the stage of like it, talking and there's a potential actual relationship. No,
1: no, that's not what I mean. I mean, specifically related to we're out. This is not dating apps. Like, we're out and about. You see somebody, you're eyeing somebody down. That's cool. We can have that conversation because I'll be looking too. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. If we're out and you want to approach someone Mm -hmm. or we're going to an event specifically in the friend role, so, like, we're not going together, we're not attached to each other, you can go on your walkabout and and talk about who you met. Like, that I'm okay with. But if you got numbers, whatever happens with that number exchange, unless it ends up in a relationship, I don't need to know the details. Okay. But if you're using dating apps, that's an entirely different situation. Yeah. That's an entirely <laughs> different situation because yeah, that's just, it's just different. Like okay. you're more likely to establish a connection like quickly, you know, with consistent talking versus like I met you once, you know, like I'm cool with the meet and greet. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Let um, me
0: check the uh, battery on this thing to make sure it's still right i okay. still at thirty one. Okay.
1: All right. Well, next going to you. How transparent in communication are you? Or are we?
0: Um, I think I'm pretty transparent. I mean, I talk about everything that
1: Oh, sorry. I'm an open book <laughs> as far as what I got going on.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm again we had to navigate things because things are different. She was over here like, I wanna know everything and then when she found out about everything, she was like, I don't wanna know anything <laughs> So a little bit different. Girls journey. Yeah, Guess who has to go through all that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, versus me, I don't want to hear shit. About men. I don't want even, I hope it ain't happening. I hope it's not happening at all. <laughs> I don't want to hear shit. Uh, but I think we're good at communication um, overall, especially when it comes down to, um, and we were just talking about this, we had a conversation about this last night. When it comes to actually interacting with uh, partners outside of our dynamic and our relationship, when it comes to sex, when it comes to testing, when it comes to um, just having each other's back emotionally if something's going wrong, safety, all that stuff I think we're really good at communicating so that at a bare minimum, we're not disrupting our connection together Mm -hmm. i think that's the most important part Mm -hmm. Um, the connection the communication should be a means to maintain or improve your connection mike tyson uh (laughs) connection with each other um i don't think it should be yeah communicating for the sake of communicating i think it is unnecessary to communicate everything if it's going to be actually detrimental to the connection that you have. Mm -hmm. So I think it should be... When you communicate something about the partner or other person that you're involved with, you should ask the question, how is this benefiting our dynamic together? You know? And that doesn't mean that you don't have any hard conversations because a difficult conversation that might make your partner feel uncomfortable... Might be necessary for your connection to still maintain and grow. So, like, if I'm dating, if you are dating a guy and it gets serious, I still need to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if not, that's gonna make it even worse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Find out later what the fuck Mm -hmm. who's this nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. You know what I mean? So that that's gonna be a painful conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna like that, but it might be necessary in order to get to that next step. Mm -hmm. So I think overall, my communication, our communication is pretty well. But it's switched and it's been more targeted towards what is necessary and beneficial towards our connection versus just communicating openly for the sake of saying that we do it or for the sake of what we were saying before on the previous topic. Oh, now um, I have all this compersion because I'm practicing this when it's like, that doesn't actually work for me. Mm -hmm. It's okay. So we don't need to communicate that. That's that's actually doing harm to our connection. Mm
1: -hmm. So. Yeah.
0: Knowing those things, I think, is crucial to navigating that space.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, next question. Let's flip it. You call it.
0: All right, I'm going with tails. Let's
1: see what it is. Yeah. Well, finally. <laughs> all right. So, mm-hmm. all that being said, <laughs> how do we feel when we meet each other's partner? Psst. And or when our partner is out on a date. So let me just, how do you feel
2: Mm.
1: when you meet someone I'm dating Mm. or when I'm out on a date with that person?
0: All right. So how do I feel when you meet, and I'm going to go with all women uh, for this example, because y'all already know from what I said last time, how I would react. If it was a dude, I wouldn't like it. How
1: would you react? I think there would be less meetings.
0: That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't meet. Yeah. I wouldn't want to meet. Yeah. So if there was a meeting, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah. So yes, when it comes to women, um, I'm happy for you. That compersion comes out. Like I'm happy for you when you're going out on a date, when you're finally meeting somebody or when I'm meeting that per- person that you're dating more seriously or if it's casual or whatever it might be. I'm still happy for you because I think you're experiencing mm-hmm. parts of yourself that you never have, which I've always wanted you to do. Um, and kind of like what we were saying with the example of the woman on the couch, I go into it wanting to make sure that she feels safe as well with me being your partner. Because, you know, there might be a history of her dating somebody who also had another partner, a guy, and then him wilding out on her like, you trying to take my girl or whatever. I don't, I don't know what it is. but But having both of y'all feel safe, both of those women who are involved in that situation feel safe is good for me. Um, So, I go into it with positivity and and hoping for the best. And there's also a glimmer of safety concerns. And I think we talked about that um, on the last
1: episode episode. How to Date a Bisexual Woman.
0: Date a Bisexual Woman. So, other than safety concerns and making sure that she's not a toxic individual that could potentially traumatize you, which will have a trickle down effect on me because I'm going to have to pick up the pieces and shit. (laughs) obviously it's gonna be me she's gonna be gone her toxic ass um (laughs) but other than that i'm all in good spirits when it comes to that stuff ain't no skin on my back that shit cool what about you though
1: Ah. All right, so let me just say, again, take a listen to we took a break to fall in love where we talk about how we began our relationship and we break down how we were exposed to polyamory and embrace that individually prior to beginning our relationship. Um. So I was insecure in the stability of our relationship when we first uh, made our commitment. And that's more so because we already had a ship for two years so you committing to me i didn't trust and then also i have history of relationship injuries of my relationships never lasting past a year mm. so i was very insecure about you being with me okay okay um so that and again jealousy usually is based in insecurity, insecurity. um so there was that part. I also was still, like 2018 was when I was exposed to polyamory. Like sure, I did a deep dive on what polyamory is about and that's how I connected to it. But as far as the work that it takes, I was a baby. So you've seen me grown up. I'm three years old now in this polyam game and, uh you dealt with my baby my infancy so um big ass
0: baby whining like a (laughs) muff
1: so there was still there was still a lot of deprogramming of Mm. monogamy conditioning that i had to go through um so that being said uh the scarcity mentality around love and relationships i was battling that so if i'm meeting a partner if he's out on a date it's comparing it's uh, thinking he's going to leave me for her, and it was it was a lot of the scarcity mentality, and I had to to change my perspective and think more in abundance and be more secure in your commitment to me, to navigate that, mm. um, and I used to fear a lot of abandonment, uh, because of that, um, because of that scarcity mentality, uh, so. Like it was another woman was still threat to me as that is seen in monogamy. And what was interesting when I met, I think it was prior to us being in a relationship a little bit prior, but it was the same year, 2018, the woman you had dated when I met her, it was like the complexity of that, all that, those emotions. And also I can't make her feel like I'm a jealous partner. Cause then that Even may impact. You might be. <laughs> right, <laughs> cause that may impact her connection oh, she with him. Knew.
0: Automatically, she knew it.
1: I don't know how. I was trying so hard. I just, I said hi. We talked about my mask on the wall, and that was it. That was all. I was about. looking
0: up her, mm, looking her up and down. Mm. I
1: was very nervous when I first met her. I was very nervous. Um, I haven't met anybody else except the person that we dated together. Uh, that you've you've experienced. So
0: on a dry spell, y'all. Ladies, hit me up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but you also don't always want me to meet them. So there's that too.
0: Well, you know, I think we've gone over why. Have we?
1: hmm We
0: talking about right now. <laughs>
1: oh. Well I mean this was my infancy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to remind myself that he chose me, that I was safe. Um so so now i'm i'm you know time is going on so i'm getting out of the scarcity mentality right Mm. but now i have a lot of anxiety so i described it as like the first day of school like it's just what's you going to the bathroom again Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm like uh don't cut this part (laughs) but i'm like what is going on as far as like their connection is it going to be good is it going to be bad like what's happening i'm excited to hear about it like that's uh, the process that i was going through um and obviously that changed when i realized learning that information didn't make me feel more compulsive uh but I forgot my point. He really distracted me when he got up. Yeah, it's, it's, I've, I've changed my way of thinking a lot in these three years. And now when he's on a date, like, I just hope he's having a good time. Um, Again, I know that he's out. I don't necessarily know uh, what he's doing. I may be aware of who he's with. Maybe not. Um, but I have done a lot of work at managing my anxiety. So I have a lot of tools and strategies and stuff. So at some points I may distract myself. So, um, I may go out on a date for myself or with another person. I may clean. I may do some exercise channel that nervous energy. Um, yeah, it's, you know, trying to occupy myself with something. Um, but I also have times where I allow myself to feel my emotions and I have my feeling strategies. So, um, I process, I journal, um, I have uh, support within the community if I'm having questions or if I need to talk through something. Um, so I have a lot of tools, resources, and strategies for how to manage when he's on a date. Um, and as far as meeting someone he's dating, Yeah, like now I'm no longer in the scarcity mentality and I'm more secure in our relationship. Um, it's more like if I'm meeting her, how would she be? Because I think a- another thing to understand is like some women are monogamous and they want their partner to be monogamous Mm -hmm. and they're trying to steal quote unquote um him from another woman so you know being aware of that (laughs) yeah being aware of that um also like if we just don't get along there's also that option um so like i just we haven't been in a situation um where i'm going to meet someone he's dating um, I would prefer meeting them if she's going to be in my home because my home is my safe place and if I have to worry about this interaction mm-hmm. that just makes it uncomfortable for me and I would rather meet and I would rather meet in neutral territory where we, it can be a short high and by type of thing just generally getting to know who you are as a person. but we've also discussed like if someone is coming over, she goes through the back door because I, I, my room is by the front. Uh, you checking to make sure I'm not in the kitchen or in the bathroom before she comes out of your room stuff like that um and we haven't gotten to a place where you're like chilling in the living room uh, with whoever you're dating um,
0: one day hopefully you know because like uh, I don't know if I talked about it before but like I'm not really into doing anything casual um, very much uh I don't know time like if, if this isn't gonna be like an actual a uh, relationship uh committed relationship with another partner another woman then I'm probably not gonna engage in it at all because I'm not really pressed to have sex right now um with somebody else you know I would rather handle that myself or <laughs> uh, have a connection a connection with you um so like the high sex drive has been tamed by the fact that, it just takes too much energy. Like, honestly, it's. I'm gonna just say this. Not every woman deserves to have sex with me. And I feel that when I have sex with a woman who doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't feel good giving you something that you don't necessarily deserve. And that's from my perspective. I get to decide who deserves to
1: connect get with this me dick.
0: get this dick for real you know i'm over here trying to be all polite right. get this dick you know what i mean like i already know what i'm pa- I, what i got what i'm packing with what i do how i execute you know what i mean not only do i got the the what is it the ocean uh, the motion in the ocean, the in the ocean. <laughs> but i also got the motherfucking boat the, the, <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs>
1: So we do doing both. you focus on the pleasuring of
0: her. And I like pleasing so, the woman. So yeah. again, yeah, if I don't feel like the woman deserves me going all in and pleasing her, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it because mm-hmm. I'm like half-assed really having the sexual experience that I want. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like, oh, you deserve as much pleasure as possible. And I'm trying to give you as much pleasure as possible when we're having that experience. So mm-hmm. yeah, unless it's somebody who de- really deserves it and I feel like it's... And then this is goes for anything. I don't care how bad you are, uh, if your personality. If you're not the vibe, we not vibing, we not fucking, pretty much. Yeah. I don't care how fine you are. Amara Negra, Halle Berry, all of them. Even even this might be.
1: <laughs> so, uh, before we move on to the next question, I do want to say that uh meeting also's partners is going to be an ongoing journey for me just because i haven't had that much experience so there is a lot of resources on meeting your metamores Metamor is a term for your partner's partner in polyamory um and then like when you're actually in a committed relationship with someone that's going to be another thing if uh you all want to live together that's going to be another thing her co-parenting with our children is going to be another thing so there's levels to this journey yeah and we have no idea where it's gonna go, so you know you'll probably stay tuned. Subscribe to it's yeah, a real podcast. You get podcast. to see all of it. <laughs> you get to see all of it. So,
0: because we're gonna um, obviously we're not gonna say names like how we did in this episode, mm-hmm. um, and we're probably gonna have to figure out like fake names. Uh, yeah, we're probably gonna. Because be that just makes it a little bit easier to describe. How to through because yeah. we're over here talking about it and it's like a little abstract. It's a little yeah, hard to really yeah. get the concepts. So we'll come up with fake names for next time, mm-hmm. but. uh. Yeah, this is the journey, y'all. Thank you for joining us so uh, wait, wait, so wait. far.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So our last question. Mhm. All right. So in talking about how we will grow, I'm interested in how we've grown in polyamory.
0: Uh. Heads. Boom.
1: Cool. So how have you grown within polyamory in these last three years?
0: I think I'm just. I can handle my emotions better. I know like how to navigate things um when we were talking about what do i do when you're on a date or something else like that i always have go-to things that i can do that fill me up that oh, don't do did, require... you didn't answer N- now, so. okay go ahead <laughs> <laughs> um things that fill me up that are outside of her or anyone you know i have my own thing mm-hmm. like i am a complete whole ass person outside of any relationship that i'm in so I don't have to necessarily rely on those relationships to feed me. And when I don't have access to those people, I I go inward, you know, and I, I find within myself what would bring me joy. And I extend that outward, which is why I think I attract most of the time good, good people and people with good vibrations because I've done internal work and my, my internal light shines out. So it attracts other people of like mind and like, 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 interesting. (laughs) Didn't think I would say that. (laughs) Um, But y'all get the gist of what I mean. So I think it's just grown me overall, allowed me to respect different connections, different uh, orientations when it comes to everything, Uh, not just sex, (laughs) Um, different dynamics. It's just opened me up to the idea of constructing the life and relationships that you want. I was already on that kick, but I think it, it really solidified that and made it true. So I, I look at this in other aspects. I look at it in terms of business when it comes to what I want to do. Like there are no rules. Sis. I get to structure that as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's deconstructed the idea that these structures that were in place have to be passed down or that they have to be followed to a mm-hmm, T. Mm-hmm. It's allowed me to embrace the manifestation and crea- creation of the reality that I want rather than accepting the reality of what it is, you know.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. Like it when I started questioning relationships, like relationships are something that every human being on this earth has.
0: Mm-hmm whether they're positive negative or you know <laughs> or
1: whether you have one or you don't you not having one is still a it's still a relationship <laughs> you know so and nope. and it's we're not just talking romantic either we talking all relationships all so every human being on this earth has relationships with other human beings mm-hmm. so when i started questioning that the entire box that we've been living in that we've been programmed with that we've been passing down just exploded and i was like there are literally no rules to life
0: <laughs> you like, get to you get to do this own we thing? get to
1: decide exactly how we want to live down to our relationships
0: and for some people that's scary because like they like uniform things and they won't have to think too much but
1: or a map you know? yeah
0: you know like if you already have the map and a blueprint towards what you say you want or what you were told you should want, mm-hmm. it's easy because you don't have to do the hard work of thinking and questioning those very concepts and constructs that were here before you. But I think the revolutionary and evolutionary way that human beings get to where we need to is by maybe taking bits and pieces of miles, but by being brave enough to create Start your a new own path. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're on right now. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens.
1: Um, I would also say that, mind you, this was my first long-term relationship as well as my first healthy relationship as well as <laughs> a first polyamorous relationship. Oh, Lord. So I was learning a lot, and uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned was the death of my ego and selflessness. Mm. That wasn't something that was taught to me. Uh, so I had to learn it painstakingly,
0: painstakingly for me.
1: (laughs) Um, and it was definitely helpful. It definitely allowed me to see and just, you know, consider you and your emotions and how I'm impacting you and things like that. And that was definitely something that needed to happen. But because of polyamory, like I had no choice, but to grow in that area. Like, I feel like, um, the emotional growth within monogamy is stunted for a lot of people. Um, but like polyamory, there's just, it's just too many emotions. Like you're going to face them at some point in time, whether you like it or not. And that's how mom was coming out. was just pop, pop, pop. And so I learned to manage my emotions. That was when I really started getting my feeling strategies together. I understood that I had an anxiety. I had anxiety, started using CBD oil. Like it's, it's been a fucking journey. <laughs> Let me just say that. Um, and then yeah, changing my mentality towards abundance, deprogramming of monogamy conditioning and toxic monogamy. Um, so yeah, it's 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 definitely been a growing journey. I'm excited to see how I continue to grow uh, on this polyamorous journey within myself as well as within our relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, time will tell.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot out on this. That
1: is all for today. Woo! That was a good
0: one. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Hey, I forgot to mention. Let me plug myself real quick before we end this and wrap this up. (laughs) Everybody out there who has any type of anxiety or just likes to listen to calming music or trance-like music, I put out a, uh, a track, an instrumental called Peace to You. Peace to You. It's on all streaming platforms. Look that up. Peace to You. It's by Oh So Smart. That's O-S-O-S-M-A-R-T-T. Don't forget them two T's at the end of that thing. And uh, listen to it. Relax. Close your eyes. Do some meditation. Peace to you. I've been listening to it all week. Um, people have gotten, you know, giving me good responses on it. Uh, I'm doing more music like this where it's going to help people with just anxiety or just put them in a, a good mood, you know. Not even necessarily like meditation music per se, but just good vibration music. No lyrics, no nothing. So you don't got to worry about cursing and none of that, like none of that. Just just good vibration. So check that out. Peace to you by also oh Smart. O-S-O-S-M-A-R-T-T. <laughs> I just got to make sure I spell my own thing right. Uh, mental health for artists, mental health for everybody, mental health music, baby. That's what we're doing. I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, yeah, check me out.
1: So thank you so much for listening to It's So Real with your girl, Rocky. And your
0: boy, Elsa.
1: You have a beautiful day. Take care of you.
0: All right. Peace.
1: And love.
0: Always. We'll catch you on the next one, beautiful people. (laughs) We out.